Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Week 4 Sunday recap episode. I can't help but smiling. It's going to be a doozy. A banner day all across the Action Network. All of our analysts have just been crushing it all day. I am Chad Millman. I am joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Listen, buddy. There are very few days like today. Very few days where every red zone switch for the first 90 minutes of the day, I counted. It was 2.33 and I made a note. There hasn't been a switch to a game yet where that game wasn't going our way. Every circle in the action app was green. Don't don't give me your, I'm professional, I'm cool bullshit right now. Even for a pro, a day like today, a 4-0 start with one game remaining, it feels good. Yeah, it definitely feels good. Uh, exciting day, won a lot of money. The fans won a bunch of money and... You know, that's that's at the end of the day, it's all I really care about. So um yeah, definitely uh like you said, I feel like the first hour and a half was amazing. And that final hour was horrible with the, the Bears collapse and the Rams collapse, and it was just like, What is going on? Like those are such good reads, but luckily both went exactly as we planned. I, I just you want to take the Bears in our money line round robin. I said that team doesn't know how to win and they really don't. They're one of the best tanking teams we've ever seen so yeah chad chad's living the high life right now as much as he doesn't want to admit it picks one and two and maybe one of the greatest receivers ever in college one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in college fucking hey it's gotta be pretty exciting to be a bears fan even for that it can be it can be shitty to lose those games but you gotta smile chad you're like wow picks one and two that's pretty amazing Guy, we're going to get to all of it. It was an incredible Sunday for all of our podcasts. Uh, the Action Network podcast, the Thursday episode with Raybon and Stucky, their Sunday six-pack went five and one. They went two and zero oh on totals. They're 22 and 10 on sides and totals this season. The Action Network uh, best bets episode, uh, Action Network podcast best bets episode, gives out nine NFL picks every Friday. They went eight and one on those. Check out that podcast if you want even more content. By the way, convince me today, you're 2-0 so far. You had the under Titans and Browns. You had under James Conner total rushing yards. Raybon is 3-0 on the day. Uh, you've got the Jets still remaining tonight. So things going our way today so far. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic, every touchdown. Every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, see for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION, and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1, whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary. At Bet365, must be 21 or older, must be present in Colorado, Kentucky, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. Recap. We had Buffalo minus two and a half. Win. Tennessee plus two and a half. Win. Chicago plus three and a half. Win. LA minus a half. Woo, win. You got that right. 
got that right. With the Jets remaining at nine and a half. Uh, games we considered but passed on. Baltimore plus two and a half. Houston plus two and a half. Okay. Buffalo minus two and a half. Let's talk about this. It was the biggest bet. You and I were all in on it from the beginning of the week. It was our Simon Says bet on Tuesday. We worried it was going to go higher. I was curious. Like, it was interesting to me. I loved this from the second it posted. We talked about it on Sunday night. And I knew you liked it, but you were having a hard time getting over sort of the matrix of the Miami offense. And I think it took like till the middle of the week before there was full analysis before you decided it was going to be one of your biggest bets of the year. Yeah, you're also seeing me on Sunday night, Chad, after I lost a nice car. It's that's gonna that's I'm right. gonna say some crazy shit. So yeah. Um I want it back in there some, and that's that's gambling. That's why I know why people people get pissed at me where they're like, oh, this guy's so chill or so laid back when they lose. And it's like, you'll never catch me panicking on a two and three week. Like, I say it all the time. Me and Chad, if, if we have a great season, that's 60%. I mean, six times I'll be right, four times I will be wrong. And that just comes to the territory. Like, people are going to talk shit to me. People will bitch about stuff. It does no good for me to dwell on it, Chad. I told you, it's always on the next week. And this week, yeah, you were right. Sunday night, I was like, I can't get it on this Bills. I can't do it. And I woke up Monday morning. I was like, what's like, that's the spot. This is the spot you take them and bet it all week. A couple books, I think, hit three finally um, today. And still a bunch of two and a halfs there by kickoff. So definitely, that's that's the dream. Like, you keep betting stuff. They don't move it because the public money's coming so heavy on Miami. And did I think Miami was going to completely lay an egg like they did? No, it was what we saw in the very beginning of the first quarter. I think it was like 21-14, back and forth. And I was like, this is what me and Chad talked about. It's going to be a back and forth game. And all of a sudden, that Bills defense just flipped to what they've been so great at, which is turning the ball over and putting pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, they had a major injury. Uh, I forget which corner went down, but it was a big one. And Tredavious we'll see how that is. Say it again. Tredavious White. Big deal for them going forward. Like he's incredible. So yeah, um, that that that's tough for Bills going forward. But we talked Josh Allen MVP chat, and that Josh Allen showed up. And Tua didn't have a bad game. It was just the the expectations were so high. If he didn't win that game, no matter what we talked about, he was going to come cratering back down and all the MVP betting and all that. So um, yeah, always nice to be ahead of the market and have things go to game plan. Um. We talked about Josh Allen, and everyone should go watch the favorites uh, film room episodes. These are these 10-minute YouTube-only videos that Simon and I are doing on Wednesdays. And we're picking out plays from Sunday and thinking about how they're going to impact what we're looking at for the following week. And Simon, both of the games we talk about today or two of the games we talked about today, were featured in that. Both of them won for the reasons we said they were going to win as bets. And you talked about Josh Allen, 10 to 1 MVP. I guarantee when we wake up tomorrow or wake up on Tuesday, those odds are considerably lower. And I feel much, much smarter for having bet that at 10 to 1 on Wednesday. Our, our guy Evan said he's already favorite. He's already moved to the favorite right now. Come MVP on. favorite. Yeah. Oh my God! What so, are the odds again? Right now? It's, it's how we predicted it. That was the game of the week, and even even if he hadn't played a guy as good as he was, I thought he would be. But he played perfect. He he had almost basically a perfect game 
in the biggest game of the week. So yeah, he, he is now favorite to be MVP. Can I give you a stat? Yeah. In the fourth quarter, I forgot what the Bills were ahead, but they were dominating. Uh, the Bills were in the red zone for Miami. At that point in the game, Josh Allen had four touchdown passes and three incompletions. <laughs> and on the on that play, the very first snap of the fourth quarter, he ran into the end zone for a touchdown. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the guy was just totally dominant. I do wonder, I do wonder, like Christian McCaffrey today was so good. Um, Evan, I don't know what you're seeing. Evan Abrams, who's who's with us uh, doing some some research on all these games. If you're seeing anything with McCaffrey, because Simon, we talked about McCaffrey after yeah, 75 to one. at yeah. 75 to one. Yeah, that was a nice he had one. Four touchdowns today. Should have so, been five. I was so mad they gave that sneak to Purdy. It's like, I know that was so weak. He could have yeah, tied Ricky weird. Waters and Jerry Rice for most touchdowns ever. Come on, man. Let him tie the record. Do you know what else was interesting about this is why I was so excited with the Bills. Um, we said during the week, the reason why the Bills could dominate this game is because they can get pressure without blitzing. The lowest blitz rate of any team in the NFL, but one of the best pressure rates of any team in the NFL, which means that they're getting to the quarterback with their front four, and you saw it constantly today. And it happened multiple times with just four pass rushers on really key downs, including a fourth down play where Tua just couldn't get the ball off because the front four got to him. Yeah, Sean Smart, though, Sean changed up his system. He actually sent more five fronts than he was all season. It's just, that's what we talked about. He's a good DC, and he's got the players on that Bills side. So, yeah, that, that was a really nice one. Yeah, it was great. It was it was fantastic. I know Matt Mitchell, who is a massive, massive Bills fan. I'm excited for him. This had the potential to be a disaster for him, and it wasn't. <laughs> so we can all celebrate. Matt, do you have a story you want to share about the Bills? I just want to mention that I have produced over a thousand podcasts in these six NFL seasons in action, and I've never drank a beer on any of them because I'm a professional, but Today's game has earned them the right for me to crack open this delicious Labatt Blue. And hey, Dolphins, when you get to hell, tell them Josh Allen sent you. Eat shit. Go Bills. <laughs> oh, that's funny. A couple other really cool stats. Uh, Josh Allen, 59 wins in his career. 45 of those have been by seven or more. Um, he's now... Uh, 18 and four straight up the last 22 games against the AFC East. So what's interesting is everyone always talks about Patrick Mahomes and his dominance of the dominance of the AFC West. You don't get as much noise about Josh Allen and his dominance of the AFC East. Alert here for Josh Allen. All right, Tennessee uh, plus two and a half. This was my exact decision. Uh, also one of the biggest bets we both had all week. This was a 
I love this read by us. As much as I love the Bills read, I love this read by us. It was the exact right spot. A team coming off a blowout loss against an incredible defense playing against a team that had just won in prime time, so it was overinflated, with Mike Vrabel. This is now the MVP podcast, meaning it's the Mike Vrabel podcast. In Vrabel, we trust 24 and 23 straight up in his career as an underdog. Wow. We love Mike Vrabel, Simon. Yeah, and my model is a nice read on them right now where it's like we're, we're hitting them at the right spot and then we're fading them in the right spot. Like they got blown out last week. We're all over the Browns. And this week we, we're all over them. I've been Cincy. And it, it I, I really, you know, really did was scared of the Ryan Tannehill factor of this game. But we kind of saw what it was. And it's just something's not right with that Bengals offense. So Tannehill made their throws when he needed to, and Derrick Henry really came back out and did his thing. And Vrabel defenses, we talk all the time, like, yeah, they have a really bad secondary, but that front four, if they can get pressure, it really can cover up that secondary. And that's what they did to Joe. Joe just was not comfortable today. Um, I, I don't even know what it was. It might have been 24-3 at half. And unlike the Bears and the Rams, I wasn't really scared because I trust the defense of the Titans. So, Really fun under, uh, was all over that, all over the number, all over their money line, like you said. And don't be shocked if me and Chad fade the Titans next week when they're on the road. So yeah. they're, they're just gonna be one of those teams this year. They're just we're gonna be riding them and we're gonna be fading them. They're they're really a fun team. Well, look, Vrabel is so predictable in a lot of ways, and you knew against this team. Look, it was probably the, I think it was the the first week they were playing in which they didn't confront a just ferocious pass rush, right? What the Bengals do is not what the Browns do, and it's not what the Chargers do. And those are teams they had been playing in the previous couple of weeks. Um, so their ability to get Tannehill a little more time and develop some of the plays that Vrabel loves to call, they had very aggressive play calling. They went for it on fourth down from all over the field. They had one play where it was like a screen pass and then a throw back to Ryan Tannehill, who barely missed DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone. They had a Derrick Henry direct snap touchdown pass. Um, they were awesome. But we do got we do have to talk about Joe Burrow here. First quarterback in NFL history to attempt at least 150 passes in his team's first four games of a season and average fewer than five yards per attempt on those passes. Like we, you said it on convince me we've talked about it all week. We thought that win against the Rams was fraudulent. Um, he's not healthy. He's not back. He's not comfortable. Something's wrong here. Yeah. And, and, and just until further, no, further notice, I don't care if I'm getting a good number on my, I just, it's going to be hard for me to back this Bengals team. I just have no read on Joe Burns offense. There's just something's wrong on them right now. Yeah. Uh, Here's another little fun little stat. Teams went 2-0 and against the spread today with this stat. Teams that scored three points or less the previous week are 75, 48-4, 61% against the spread the following week, the past 20 years. So week four teams, uh, week three teams that scored three points or less, Washington and Tennessee, both covered today. We were on both of them. That commander's game was a little... Little bit of a sweat there 
at the end. It got interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it did, right? Oh, yeah. Um all right, let's talk about games we did have to sweat, other than the commanders. Games we had to sweat for our contest. Uh, a buddy of mine texted me uh, midway through the second half to remind me that Matt Ryan, one of the broadcasters on today's game, when it was 28 to 7, you know what Matt Ryan said? Matt Ryan, loser of the Super Bowl when they were up 28 to 3. Uh, epic meltdowns as a big lead as a guy with big leads throughout his career. Matt Ryan, the Bears were up 28-7. This game is all but over. And we can't forget you had the 31 to 3 meltdown against the Vikings. That's right. So <laughs> yeah, epic. So it was it was pretty typical. Like as soon as I, like I didn't bet it live, but as soon as Matt Ryan said this game is all but over, you probably should have bet the Broncos live. <laughs> this was our only debate this morning, like in a quick catch up. And I have some thoughts on our contest strategy. Um, it was a numbers play, right? I said at the beginning of the show, we didn't bet Baltimore because it was a two and a half in our contest. We didn't bet Houston because it was a two and a half in our contest. We just liked the bears at three and a half better. It wouldn't have mattered if we took Baltimore and Houston. Um, but wowzer, like I talked about you reviewing Josh Allen and for the favorites film session, I reviewed the Broncos defense and like they were terrible. Cole Komet wide open, DJ Moore wide open. The first game Justin Fields has ever thrown for 300 yards. I mean, they were just pathetic in the first half and then they made adjustments and Justin Fields isn't good enough to sort of work around those. And the Bears coaching staff is God awful. Um, we can talk about what they did wrong, but all of a sudden this became a sweat for us. Yeah, Justin Fields is really talented and really gifted, but you have horrible coaching, and that's what happens. You have horrible coaching. So they like you said, they get up to uh what was it, 28 to 7, like you said, and the Broncos score a touchdown. They send Fields out there. I think they do three runs right into the back of their offensive lineman. Bunt the ball back. Broncos score a touchdown. Fields goes out there. I believe he got strip sacked or whatever happened. They take a touchdown. The game was tied. And it's tied. like this this fucking Bears team, man. Like they're. Yeah. But dude, then the Bears have it like fourth down in the red zone with, I don't know, two, two and a half minutes left, maybe even less. And they go for it on fourth and one instead of kicking a go ahead field goal. And they I, I like that play. It. I know, but I thought that was the right call because their defense was shot. They were exhausted. So my view of it was, okay, you take the three there. At minimum, the Broncos are going to get a three. No matter what, that was going to go to overtime. And then, and then again, you're playing a flip, a coin, flipping the coin there. And we talk all the time, football is so momentum. And the momentum had was gone, gone, gone. And then you guys had this huge catch on the sideline. I forget who had this big catch. It might have been uh, St. Brown. Um, yeah toe tapped and really I'm like okay catch. yeah yeah flipped back to our like our side and I was like they got this and I know people hated him for it but I just I agreed with the call because if you get that first you kneel it down you kick the three the game is over and you know the Bears they should play that way the entire season because now you are playing I know it hurts to hear Bears fans hear this hiss but if Fields keeps playing like this he keeps playing pretty well like middle 
maybe we'll be able to get a first. And now we're talking, you might, guys might have three firsts. So um, I think Bears fans, they can keep lying to themselves. Some of them being like, Justin Fields is the future and we just need a new coach. If you have the number one pick, you will be taking Williams. This guy is an all-time prospect. And you're seeing when you hit, you know right away. C.J. Stroud, we know right away this guy is legit. Now, he could fall off a cliff and have a shit rest of the year and everything like that, but they have something there that they can work on now going forward. There's stuff he does really well. So, um, yeah, Bears fans, I, I've heard from you guys, and it's hard. I mean, I, that was the most people reached out to me about, like online, was they're like, you guys got to stop taking the Bears. And I just kept saying to them, it's a good number. Like, we're not betting them to win. I already told Chad I refuse to bet this team to win. But with the hook at three and a half, it was good. And it literally went just as we predicted. They they blew the game. They lost by three. We covered the hook. Yeah. Uh, in my my text chain, my Chicago Bears text chain. That must be a sad place. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Like it, it it's not because at the end of at the end of it, I was able to say to everybody, look, the good news, we bet the Bears plus three and a half. The better news, <laughs> the better news. We still lost and we're still in the running for Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and a complete reboot with a new staff. Yeah. Like the, the this team has so much good potential right now. I might bet him again at 201 next year to win the Super Bowl <laughs> because that's how excited I can be about uh about Caleb Williams. Um the Broncos defense though is as bad as we say. Okay. Yeah, they're bad. Fifth most points through four games all time. All time. History of the NFL. 78.1% completion percentage is the highest through four games all time. They just happen to get lucky and play a Bears team that is the first to allow 25 or more points in NFL history in 14 consecutive games. This was an all-time bad defense matchup. Yeah. And we got very lucky that we were on the right side. <laughs> very, very lucky. All right. This this Rams game, we won. The Rams were favored by a half in the contest. You and I liked it at plus one and a half early in the week. But we kind of slow rolled it all week. Like, we barely discussed it on Tuesday. And then when we did the podcast on Thursday, we both came to the show and were like, I kind of like the Rams this week. Look, they were the the biggest unlucky team from the week before the biggest differential in our luck rankings this week was between the Colts who had beaten the Ravens with multiple 50 yard field goals and the Rams who had lost on some fluky plays in prime time against the Bengals. So we liked this game a lot. And I made a note in the middle of the game, like it was, they were up 23, nothing, but at that point uh, they had missed two field goals. And I'm like, they cannot put this game away. It was so frustrating because you could see, you could see the Colts with a chance to come back. Yeah, and once again, those the Rams defense got tired, and that's what happens in football. Like if a team is gassed, it's it, there's nothing they can do because then you start mentally being fatigued and making wrong decisions, and a bunch of little penalties the Rams kept giving to the Colts team that kept getting them free first downs, and yeah, the math you saw the numbers working out where it's like oh my God, they just need 16 now. And then sure enough to get the first two-pointer, then they get the next touchdown, get the next one. So yeah, that would have been a bad beat. Like I've had some horrible bad beats in college football right now. So like, uh, you know, P 
PTSD. I'm just a little shell shocked where that came back. I was like, if they lose this coin flip, it's over. Like they're going to score a touchdown, the Colts. Luckily, you know, our guy got it. And yeah, say what you want about Stafford and this Rams team. All the naysayers heard a lot of shit about me loving them. And here they are two and two, Chad. It's it's pretty crazy. This Rams team probably should be three and one. They're just, they're better than people perceive. And every time I see the 49ers now just beat the crap out of all these different teams, and the Rams really gave them a run for their money. Yeah. I think they're they're better than people realize. It's all about what Stafford can do, and if he's healthy. And now Cooper, Cooper Cup coming back with all these other guys who have stepped up and filled in these other receivers. It's hard not to be excited about this Rams team. So um, definitely one of the teams that it's always nice when you bet these bad teams that everyone hates and they show up for you. So yeah, the Rams almost got blacklisted from me. Uh, if they were almost ruined our our night our perfect day, uh, and luckily they 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 came back. They tried. They tried really they hard. Tried. I, I I made another note. Two thirty three. Everything had gone perfectly, and at about uh, midway through the fourth, the Colts had scored to get within eight, and that's right when uh, Justin Fields was strip sacked. And I <laughs> was saying to myself, "Are you freaking kidding me? That like I could have taken a nap. We were in such good shape, and all of a sudden." I got to be sweating that we're going to go two and two when we were so spot on with these yeah. games for, for 120 minutes. Um, the good news is the good news is Mac Jones is terrible. And <laughs> that is a game I did not have to sweat. And can we just agree as great as the Patriots defense is and as great as Bill Belichick is at game planning, they 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 are quarterbackless right now. Mac Jones was benched. Bailey Zappi came in. Didn't make a difference. Um, he's just a he's a terrible quarterback. He looks kind of like he's non-athletic. He doesn't make good throws. Um, he puts himself in bad positions. He's just not good. Yeah, and they're going to be in tank mode. Uh, great QB class coming out this year. It's I know it's going to be hard for Belichick to swallow it, but. He might not have a choice. Like they might just be really bad. And uh, yeah, looking at their division, even with Zach Wilson, um, still think the Jets might do something. But none of us will be shocked if they end up finishing fourth below the Jets team. So uh, yeah, Patriots fans, it sucks. But welcome to being a regular NFL fan again. It's just it's really hard to find these superstar quarterbacks. Matt Matt Mitchell wants to remind everybody that that Mac Jones has no idea which nipple to throw to right now. Uh, listen, <laughs> if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get called on the carpet for saying Matt Mac Jones is a which nipple to throw to guy, then I should get credit for saying this guy's terrible. Like two weeks ago, I said it. Um, also, uh, that's very impressive. You predicted that two weeks ago. Well, listen, you you kept you kept trying to tell me to bet the Patriots, and I'm like, yeah, I never said it's because of Mac Jones. I said it was because of their defense. I know, but, but this week, that's fair. Definitely wanted to bet the Patriots. I'm like, come on, the Cowboys are the right sider. This is a smash spot for the Cowboys. Also, <laughs> you can see why. Don't give me your snickering. Listen, don't give me an even Chad snicker. You this is why people why. want us to lose, Chad. You're the reason people want us to lose. Please take it down a notch. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. No. You're celebrating uh, the Cowboys game. We didn't even bet. You're you're out of your fucking mind right now. Well, I bet it. Yeah, it's just it's nothing towards the show. You're just I bet get, it. Get back on course. Uh, you can see why 
the Eagles are both struggling and still winning. Because Jonathan Gannon and and Shane Steichen clearly were incredible coordinators. Because what they're doing in Arizona and Indy is super impressive. These teams don't have a ton of talent, and they're staying in every game. Yeah, no, they're really good. I mean, the Arizona stuff, I don't even know if it's the coaching, this this quarterback. I, I just saw somewhere else they might keep Kyler Murray out longer. I have no idea what's going on with this Cardinals team. Like, Kyler just posted a video a little bit ago that he was, like, ready to come back, and now they're saying, well, we're going to keep him on reserve for a while. And, yeah, like, I, I think Evan posted a little bit ago, the Bengals were minus six against Arizona. That line's already moved to five. So the, the pro money is coming on Arizona. They just they like this team and yeah. If it wasn't for a really bad Zachary's drop. They they would have won uh not won, but they would have covered today's spread against that 49ers team. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Simon, can you ever really trust someone who doesn't include pizza as part of their game day routine? Not a chance. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, do you eat the pizza crust or do you not? I love the crust. I do too. However you handle your Little Caesars, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. All right. Uh, our other picks from the week. Our foxhole was Las Vegas plus five and a half. Son that of a bitch. Tough. I mean, dude, how many? There were like six sacks. So Aiden many chances. We, we were right there, though. Brutal. Right there. He fumbled three times in the first half. Like, But they had so many chances to, to get close in that game. Our big balls is the Jets nine and a half. We'll find out soon enough. Exact decision, Tennessee plus two and a half. Simon says Buffalo minus two and a half. Round Robin, Houston, a win. Baltimore, a win. Tennessee, a win. The Bucks, a win. Las Vegas, a loss. All right, look, for those who are joining and you haven't gotten the picture yet, uh, our lean for Sunday night is going to be the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, Simon and I liked it at 10. We liked it at nine and a half in the contest. It's rolling. Simon, what is that number at right now? I haven't even checked. It's gone back up. Uh, like like we said, a lot of public money's come in. So it did go to seven and a half for most of the day. Now some books are showing eight, eight and a halfs out there. So yeah, we, we want you guys to get the eight and a half if you can. That's 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 such a key number. We still lean towards uh the Jets very much, not even a lean. We are uh heavily invested. <laughs> yeah. Uh Simon, also tell people what uh player prop you're thinking about. Took uh, Mahomes under passing prop. So I think it was 272. Um, I mean, we need it for our bet. If he's thrown over 300 yards, probably not the best spot for us with our Jets bet. And Andy Reid kind of kind of leaked a little bit that they want to use a run more, take the less pressure off Mahomes, take, have him take less hits. And this matchup, the Jets, they, they kind of want you to drop back and pass, right? They have the really good pass rusher. So I think Andy's going to attack on the run. So... Yeah, if, it might have gone up, but it was 272 and a half uh, this morning when I gave out his underpassing. Uh, Monday Night Football, the the Seahawks are visiting the Giants. When we talked earlier in the week, I don't like this game at all. I'm going to pass entirely. You leaned Giants, but uh, explain to people how you ended up on the Seahawks. Yeah, I got 
end up kind of getting bullied and taking the Seahawks. A, a really sharp group came in on them. They've moved the number. I took it late. I think I took it minus one. Now it's up to minus one and a half. Um, but I, I, I think we talked before the show. It's just, it's just an injury bet. There's just such big injuries around to the Giants. Unlikely Barkley plays, which is such a big deal. That offense, we just see how they're just different without them. So, um, totally get it if you want to just long tease the Giants up to seven and a half because they're a home dog, prime time. I get it. Uh, I think the Seahawks just have too much firepower for the wide receivers, and Kenneth Walker has been amazing running the ball. So, yeah, every, everywhere across the board, that offense is really good. And where you attack the Seahawks is their secondary. I just don't know if they have got the weapons on the Giants side to really do that. Uh, all right, Simon. Very hard question for you. Can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor the show. Two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets no more so than about two hours ago. True story. My wife, who is a Michigan alum, is going to Ann Arbor in a couple of weeks. She wants to go to the game. At about five or six o'clock tonight, she said to me, hey, what's the best way to get tickets for the game? I wish there were cameras there. It would have been like a game time commercial. She's clearly not a podcast listener because I was <laughs> able to say to her, game time. And then I was able to say to her, they've got amazing last minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm actually opening game time right now from my house here in Connecticut. Guess what? I can go see that Monday night football game in New York for less than 80 bucks, less than 80 bucks, professional football game. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out and have some fun this week. Go swipe your bet, go swipe your bets live and in person. And as I told my wife, if she uses Game Time, she can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and our code favorites for $20 off last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we got some buys coming up. The Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Bucks in week five. We always like to fade. I mean, we always like to to give a little bit extra attention to teams that got blown out. So uh, we already mentioned Cincinnati opened as a six-point favorite at Arizona, already down to five. New England um, uh, got blown out. And New England is... They're in a good spot. They're at home against the Saints. That's right. They're at home against the Saints, and I think they're a slight favorite. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh's off the board. They got uh, blown out. Atlanta uh, is hosting Houston. We're going to get to that. And then the Saints, um, which is New England. So let's talk about some early leans. Do you have anything that's, that's sticking out for you right now? Yeah, I love Atlanta. I'm hoping that goes to two and a half, though. It's it's three right now. I'll just wait for it to drop. Uh, CJ has been incredible, but I have to fade. Huge win against Jacksonville. Huge win at home now against Pittsburgh. Atlanta laid a huge egg against the Jaguars on national television. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody betting this Atlanta team but the pros, so... That that one I knew right away after watching that Atlanta game. I go, if Houston wins, this is gonna be an easy bet. I'll just I'll just take Atlanta. I think it might have been three and a half, four before that game. Now it's sitting at three. I think it's gonna go two and a half. Um you never know the, how these things go. Maybe the pros will come in now. Yeah, already two and a half, uh, Evan said. So 
that's one of those I hate it. I don't want to do it because I love CJ and I love the way they're playing right now. Like he's got it, Ritter. We all know he doesn't. I'm betting it now in hopes that maybe Heineke is named the starter. You never know. Like unlikely, right? They'll give up on him yet, but they could. But we joke, Ritter never lost a home game. We'll take it under a field goal at home. Uh, that that'll, that'll be one of those early bets I'll make. Just a nice spot to back him. Fade the rookie on the road after two big road, uh, two big wins, I should say. I mean, he was terrible, Desmond. Ritter. He's horrible. Yeah, He's really horrible. terrible. Um, right now, would you take Aiden O'Connell or Desmond Ritter? <laughs> I'd take anyone. I joked with someone. Whatever. I was talking to a guy last night. And it's it's the never-ending stupid questions. And he's an Atlanta Falcons fan. He's just like, you don't know. He's like, no one knows. He's like, we get it. We see him. He's had some rough games. He's also had some really big, good throws and blah, blah, blah. And I just said to him, there's 32 starters. That means there's 32 backups. And I wouldn't even have him in my top 64. Like The guy is a third-string practice quarterback. And, you know, can't say that I knew from the minute I saw him. But the fact that I was hearing so much noise during the draft, Atlanta trying to get quarterbacks from all these guys who work for Atlanta, who are scouts for Atlanta, I knew the team knew. And if the team knows, the team is supposed to be the biggest frauds, blowing smoke, saying all this stuff in the media, which they do do. But if I'm getting word behind the scenes that this team was already trying to find another quarterback because they don't believe in them, that's a huge red flag. Like these these guys want to believe in guys. So, yeah, Ritter – just buying his time to be being their starting quarterback. They just eventually they're going to replace him. So you said um you thought we'd be fading Mike Vrabel this yeah. week. Got it. Problem. Here's the problem. And I'm I'm just sort of I picked out a few games that I thought we might be interested in. If I don't hit the games that you're also thinking about, you know, please add. But uh they're a one point dog at Indy. Yeah, that's why you're fading them, Chad. <laughs> You think that's a you think that's a good number? You're getting good value there. I don't feel anything. That line stinks. That shit stinks, Chad. Come on, that line stinks. Tell me what. So let the public bet it. We'll we'll get the Colts as a dog. Like people are going to come in like you. They're going to take Tennessee here. I can't Uh -uh. knock them for it. Uh uh. I'm not doing anything yet. I'm just waiting. I don't feel like it's. (laughs) I feel like it's a. It's like I don't have a, a read on a number at. One, yeah, for the Titans versus the Colts. It feels like they're they they set that line so the market could dictate which way it was going to go. I, I I was hoping it was going to open three and we were going to get a nice three points for this Colts team. So I'm with you. Like I, I haven't bet this. I'll just wait. But the public, everyone's going to come in on this Tennessee team. They're they're going to drink the Kool Aid. They just blew out Joe Burrow, the Colts. Yeah, me and you thought they played well and they had a good comeback. No one betting them thinks that they're pissed. They lost their bet. They lost money on them. The general public is going to be pissed at the Colts for backing them in that spot. So, um, yeah, to me, I'll take the good stuff I saw in that Colts game, which is Anthony Richardson coming off an injury, looked rusty for a half, and then the second half he kind of got his groove back. And I- I'm I'm looking forward to getting him at hopefully a plus number against this Tennessee team. Don't be mean to me on Sunday nights just because you haven't slept for days. And I ask a neutral question. I'm just trying to save you from betting on Tennessee there. I didn't bet Tennessee yet. I don't have an opinion on this game yet because I don't like <laughs> the number. I'm waiting for something to happen to it. <laughs> Cincinnati, uh, I put this in the script before it moved to six, and now it's at five. I just think this Arizona team is interesting. They clearly don't give up, uh, and I think Cincinnati's in real trouble. Um, but do you still like it at five? <laughs> 
I'm not crazy about it, but I probably will. I probably will take it. But yeah, like I liked it at six. I was like, that's that's a really nice number that they hung up there. Um, yeah, I'll let the pros and the public do something with us, and maybe I'll be pinning on Tuesday. But yeah, if you missed the six, you missed a good number. Now we can just wait for it at five or grow up four and a half or whatever it ends up at. But um, that that's definitely a tricky game where it's like my I want it back, Joe, but he's just not the Joe Burrow we know and love. He's just no. something something's wrong there. So Arizona playing hard or in every game should have covered this week. And they, I mean, things just didn't bounce their way. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll take the value on Arizona. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were at six visiting the Rams. It's been bet down to five already. And if Cooper Cubs back, this is a no brainer smash spot for this Rams team. But um, we talked about when the Bucks played against the Eagles, I thought the Bucks would be able to attack the secondary of the Eagles who are very injured. And it didn't work out. Little did we know that Sam, uh, I mean, who knows what the hell went on with that Eagles and that uh, Commanders game. Like, the refs were involved in a lot of stuff, too. But the secondary did look suspect for that Eagles team. And Stafford is picking teams apart right now with a bunch of no-names. So if Cooper Cup is back, why wouldn't we take the Rams as a home dog in this spot? That's just That's a big number for an Eagles team to be favorite that I think you nailed it, Chad. Like, we have a lot of questions about them, so... Um, another game I won't overreact and bet right away. The the best of the numbers are already gone. Like Chad said, the six is gone. Uh, I'll be patient on that one. But there is another game we're going to get to that I am going to bet right now just in case it does move. Say it. Say it? Yeah. It's the game of the week. 49ers, Cowboys. I'm I'm grabbing the minus three and a half right now. Minus three if you can find it on this 49ers team. It's just a great number, a great spot. Cowboys are very good. They are talented. They are not as good as this 49ers team. And it's just, I just don't think they are. I just, I haven't power rated as such. You know, if the, I said it before, if the 49ers went to Dallas, I'd make them a small favorite. So I have to stick to it. This, this is a big number. It's going to be scary. But I just see a lot of public money coming in on this Cowboys team and them being happy to get the hook. So. Um, I, 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 you don't have to take it. If you want to hopefully get the three on the 49ers, it could get there again. I'm just grabbing this just in case professional money comes in. This starts start going up to four, four and a half. Uh, this 49ers team is a juggernaut. Like that, that defense is amongst the statistically best defenses ever over the past two years. What they're doing is almost unprecedented. Um, and the way they're playing McCaffrey and the way that Brock Purdy is controlling a game and not making a ton of mistakes. He, I don't think he's been as good as he was in those seven games last year, but he's not making the mistakes. Like it, It's almost like Kyle Shanahan has been building his entire career to get all of these tools that he has, and now everything fits in the exact way that he wants it to fit. It's actually astonishing to watch. Yeah, he's, he's a seventh-round quarterback. He has a lot of weaknesses, and a lot of teams can exploit those weaknesses, but – the gift we keep talking about, that Kyle run-blocking scheme, it sets everything up. Like, every time he needs to, he can just throw a fake to McCaffrey, have the linebackers step up, the open the, the middle of the field's open. Easiest completion guys can make are those guys running those slants across the middle when the linebackers step up. So even in this game, they didn't need him to do much because McCaffrey's so good, and that's why I give the edge to this 49ers team. I think the run-blocking style they do is going to give major problems to this Dallas defense that 
let's face it, they're not great against the run. It's it's really their only weakness. So, um, yeah, I, I give the lean right now towards taking the 49ers. The other game I'm thinking about, but it's off the board now in a lot of places, is Kansas City minus six in Minnesota. Yeah. I might lean Minnesota in that game. Um, so as soon as that game opens up again, depending on what happens tonight, I'm probably going to have to take a little taste of Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I have no feelings on that one yet, but I see where you're coming from. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, see for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older. Must be present in Colorado. Kentucky, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. Check out our next episode live on Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern on Action Network's YouTube channel and in the Action Network app and on AMP covering the entire NFL Week 5 board. Until then, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.